understood. Live, I just put it up. Are Got we live? New stuff. Yes, sir. Are you on YouTube? Uh, I'm not on YouTube. I'm on a streaming service to make sure that we are actually streaming oh, live. Oh, look at there. Not video unavailable. Come uh, on. Probably because YouTube blocks us from live stuff. It's our website, our, our internet. Here we go. Our We're now live. But it says. Facebook wide open. Uh, hi. How's it going? Everybody's jumping on. Look at that. There's me. There's you. There's me and you. Both of us together. Uh, this is Steve. I'm Seth. And this is Live at Lunch. Typically, we, sh we fire off at 1210. But for some reason, when I scheduled all the streams yesterday, I set it up for 1215. Like, a, <laughs> like a, this is our first thank time. Thank you for those of you who were patient. Yeah, Alice. Miss thank Alice. You, Mr. Guy Miller. Uh, all of our regulars. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so we were a few minutes late. Hey, if we have the biggest crowd ever, maybe I'll do 1215 all every week. And uh, well, we sound good. That's for sure. There's Steve just had a, had a song. Alice already saying hello. Hi. And uh, anyway, so Steve's in front of the mic today. Usually he's not in front of the mic. He's each producer, Steve, but he's in front of the mic, Steve, today. And we're very excited about that. Uh, Jesse's in a meeting, so he's not here. But we're going to talk about uh, Your Will Be Done from the Lord's Prayer, which is from a study that we're going through called Teach Us to Pray. That's just found on Right Now Media, where Steve will be putting in the comments how you can get your own copy of Right Now Media, whether on YouTube or on Facebook, you can find your link to get Right Now Media. It doesn't matter if you are a part of the church, if you are a believer. The truth is, all of those things, I hope that you take it and get it anyway. So the one thing I can ask all of our people that are watching right now, will you share this video on your timeline or on your feed or with your friends? Please, please, just, please. Uh, hit the share button and hit it, share it, like it, comment, let us know that you're in the chat uh, because this is a community, this is a group of people who we hold each other accountable. Uh, if Alice wasn't here, we'd be calling her and saying, hey, well, one, are you okay? Two, <laughs> what happened? We missed you. And, uh, you know, same for all of those that are jumping on each and every week. This is our group. We, if you need something and you're one of those people that uh, loves online interactions, online community, boom, we're here for you. And we want to connect with you in a way that is meaningful and helps you to develop your own, uh, wherever you are in your own spiritual journey. Uh, but before we get going on your own will be done, I want to talk mm -hmm. about VBS. I did this already once because <laughs> I thought we were live at 1210. We were not. We were, Steve thankfully stopped me before I got crazy. Uh, but we have VBS coming in July 5th through the 9th. And first and foremost, if you haven't signed your kids up, if you have kids, do it, right? If you know kids, if there's kids in your neighborhood, if there's some random kid that annoys you during the day and you want to get rid of him for four hours, boom, great opportunity. <laughs> All you have to do is bring him to the VBS because we don't, we don't offer transport. Surely uh, there's got to be more positive scenarios of, in that situation than a kid that annoys you. Yeah, sure. You. If you like kids, too, you can bring any of those kids also. <laughs> but obviously you're going to bring those kids. I'm just saying there's a random opportunity. If you had a kid in your backyard just running circles right now because he doesn't know what to do in the summertime and he's annoying you because you're trying to work in your garden, he's yelling and throwing things at you, I got an opportunity for you to send him away for a week. Sounds oddly specific. No. Sounds like no. That's not something no. you've experienced. All or... my neighbors I love very much. Uh, although one of my neighbors got a chicken. Uh-oh. He got five chickens. It's not a, it's not a rooster, is it? That one grows? of them is a rooster. Uh-oh. Little rascal, little bantam rooster. Wakes you up. He, he came out and he's like, hey, man, listen. So I got some chickens. I'm like, yeah, I know. I can hear them. He's like, they were all supposed to be hens. One of them turned out oh. to be a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess you just have to kill it. And he's like, well, no, my, my wife doesn't really... She likes it. I'm like, oh. He goes, but listen, if it becomes a huge problem, just let me know. I'll take care of it. I'm like, 
That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know what that matters. That was not what I was talking about. You can't However, bring chickens to VBS. We, that, is a, that is a rule that Jesse and I found out at a Christmas Eve service five or six years ago. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. If you missed it, yeah, I wish it, it was, was a online. great Christmas Eve it service. It was memorable. People are still at the church because of it. However, we got in a lot of trouble because we brought poultry on the stage. <laughs> Bad. Nothing happened. No, no chickens were harmed. Jeff sure did look cute in Jeff his looks really good costume. In tights. I, I don't. I, I'm not sure what we got in more trouble with the, the Jeff in tights or chicken. It doesn't matter. We have 250 kids already. 260 kids already signed up for VBS, which means it's going to be a great experience for the kids. But we need volunteers. We need people who are looking to just spend a week loving on kids, not disciplining them, not being me, not being the heavy hand. Those are all the things that I get to do or Miss Devin gets to do. Uh, you get to just love on them. Like you get to be the person that when they go home and they're like, somebody was super mean to me, but this one lady, oh, she always held my hand and brought me a snack and, and loved me and, and showed me a lot of really cool things. That gets to be you, right? You don't have to teach them anything really. You can talk to them. You can develop a relationship with them. All things that everyone is capable of doing. That's what we need. So if you if that is something that you're like, you know what, I can do that. M1BC.org, click on the link, sign up to serve. Devin would be most excited about that. Uh, also, what else is going on? There's something else that was going on. I was just I, I had it in my brain, and then it, I, the whole twelve fifteen thing messed me up. Hmm. But I got the VBS thing out. That's what's important. Uh, oh, cars, uh, coffee, coffee and cars. And cars cars and Saturday. coffee actually is how cars and coffee is what cars it is. and coffee. It sounds better as coffee and cars, but it makes sense alphabetically to be cars and coffee. Yeah. You come for the cars, you stay for the coffee. That's right. Uh, listen, Cars and Coffee has become one of our greatest outreach opportunities here at the church. It's amazing, right? Yeah. It's a monthly thing. People show up from all over the community, bring their cars, bring cars. They don't even care what kind of car you have. They, don't have they to want be to show you the car that they have. And then you can start conversations. And some, some great friendships and discipleship opportunities have come out of people being intentional when they go to Cars and Coffee. Mm -hmm. Coffee, Cars and Coffee. Cars and Coffee. Cars and Coffee. And so if you're looking for a way to serve, you're looking for a way to outreach, if you're looking for a way to, to dive in, it doesn't matter if you care about cars or not. If you care about people, show up at Cars and Coffee, grab some coffee, walk around, find somebody you don't know, and invest in them. Be intentional. Be amazing. Yeah. It's in the uh, parking lot behind Brookshire. Is the it Brookshire. in the parking lot? I think okay. so. They've abandoned the, the field? I think so. Okay. Yeah, well, the pictures listen, that I've you'll seen see have it. been in the parking lot. There's a bunch lot. of cars, and there'll be, a, there'll be like a table with coffee. Yeah. So go there. It's it's grown. It's always free. From probably just I don't know five or six cars to twenty. They always or... have a bunch of cars, and there's always a cool car that shows up, or two, or three, yeah. or four, or five. So if nothing else, take your kid out there for that. But be intentional when you get there to to be a disciple maker. Right? It's a great opportunity for those of you that are that are looking for something to do that engages every generation to become Christ followers, which is our mission here as part of Magnolia's First Baptist Church. Now, all right. Let's talk about thy, thy will, will be, done. be done. Now, I just... Uh, or in New American Standard or NLT. New Living Translation, your will be your done. Your will be done. That's hard when you stop and think about it. Because most of us live our life, thy, my will be done. We say, God, your will be done. But... I'd like for you to do this, 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 and this, and this for me. <laughs> right? I just preached a message for two weeks in a row about self-centeredness. And I, I've been convicted every time because I'm pretty self-centered. I'm pretty selfish. It's innate in us. Yes, it is. To be selfish 
Uh, when you look at a group photo, who's the first person you look for? You. It's why I have to turn the TV off when I'm doing live at lunch <laughs> because I want to stare at it and look at myself and make sure that I'm not doing anything weird with my mouth or my eyeballs. Like right now, all I can think about when I'm looking at this right here is my eyeballs look like they have bags under them. I only have one <laughs> cup of coffee today, Steve. <laughs> what's, the, what's average? Multiple. That is true. You're usually walking yeah. <laughs> around with a cup when I see you. Yeah, I try. I try to cut it off by ten. Okay. And today <laughs> I got I got into something. Something happened with some cabling, and I spent way too long on cabling, yes, and I didn't get to did. spend as much time on uh, coffee drinking and other things. Doesn't matter. Our problem is we want our will to be done, even sometimes when we say, "Thy will be done." And I think one of the key components that he said was that, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it because it was, it was that powerful. Where is it? It's right here. He said, we don't want, when we're praying, thy will be done. We don't want to just affirm that God is central, but that we make God central in our lives. Mm. Right? Our knowledge and our belief that God is central is very different than the fact that we are making God central. Right? God <laughs> is central, 100%. But our belief and our actions can sometimes tell two different stories. What yeah. we say we believe and what we do are very different things, right? Yes. What did you write down? You said two ways. What does it mean? Oh, just the two different, uh, the two different aspects of God's will, mm -hmm. one of them being his sovereign will, which uh, he, he quoted a couple of verses that I did not write down. But basically, whatever God ordains, he sustains. His mm -hmm. will is superior. It will come to pass. That's God's sovereign will. And then his revealed will, which he also called his desired or pleasing will, which is, uh, he, he mentioned Micah 6, 8. He has shown the old man, not old man, but O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Uh, and we can choose to obey or not obey. Okay, so if I was... His revealed will. Talk to me, revealed talk to me like I'm, I'm a small, ignorant child. Okay? <laughs> the two, those two different things, how do they play out? Like, what, is it, what do they look like in normal words? Oh, boy. It's hard, this right? Is, this is a deep subject and yeah. to bring it down to to talk to me like I'm yeah. a small stupid child there God, God this is the masters of divinity working yeah. right here that's the beauty of this is we got we got real God degrees is here. the king okay. and whatever he says is going to happen that's the sovereign will that's the sovereign okay. will revealed will now I guess revealed will would be the king says this is best, mm -hmm. but we have a choice. We get to that's the free will part of our that's uh, yeah or the revealed life. will, the desired or pleasing will of the king or of God. Um, and so we we are the ones who suffer the consequences of of not obeying. And, and, okay, or so, obeying, for that matter, because consequences could be good or bad. In line with that, we know what God tells us to do, and we know what our roles are. But does that mean that we don't pray for... I go back to, like, he talked about Jesus 
before the crucifixion when he was praying, this cup passes before me, but not my will, but your will, right? right? Mm -hmm. Jesus knew what needed to happen. Jesus didn't want to do that. Right. But because of his love for the Father, and, and the Father was central in his life, he made the Father central in his life, he, would, he willingly did it. And his love for us. Right? That's, yeah. that's kind of what you're talking about. We can pray, in God's will, we can pray for the things that, that we think we need or we want, right? somebody to be healed or a job mm -hmm. or something like that, understanding that God may, may honor that and, and say yes because that's in his great plan, but knowing that if that's not the way it goes, God's still in control yeah. and he's still sovereign. And that's the, Those are the difficult things that I think that we wrestle with. Thinking, surely this is God's will that sure. this happen, that I pray this direction. Because it's a good thing. And then it doesn't happen that way. And then so you have to step back and go, okay, clearly... God has more information than I do. He sees the whole picture. He sees the whole picture. He, he has people. a plan that is much higher than my plan. And, um, that you know, those are the difficult things I think we deal with because then you're kind of like, well, why should I pray? Yeah, exactly. If he's going to do what he wants to do, which gets back to the root issue of, control Me. in my life mm -hmm. and our lives yeah and that and, and then you take it a step further right so that's the dealing with the way that things are occurring but then you then you deal with the fears of what if you do pray that prayer god not my will but your will be done mm -hmm. yeah what's he about <laughs> to ask me to do that's right Right, Jesse's dealing with that right now. I mean, that's that's oh. the reality in his life where his. he he was honest with God and said, "I want to do what," and it took a while, but God finally said, "This is what I want you to do," and it means leaving behind all the things that you know and all the mm -hmm. things that you're comfortable with, uprooting your family, and going into walking into the unknown. He preached a great message about it. If you want to, you can go to our website or you can go to uh, YouTube and check out the playlist that has all of our archived messages on it. I would highly, highly recommend that you do that. It was a it was a fantastic sermon this go, last this course, last Sunday. Of course, go listen to that, and he talks about the fear of the unknown. And I, like I told him, obviously you're pretty passionate about that. He's like, well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, but it 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 really falls in when you lay down your own desires and lay down your own control and say, God, you are at the center, and I'm going to follow you as if you're at the center. Not my will, but your will be done. There's always a hesitation for a lot of people. Sure. Because the natural hesitation is, what if God calls me to move to Africa? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what if God calls Doesn't me Doesn't everybody say that? Yeah. What is, what, <laughs> Poor but, Africa. But more, I know. <laughs> it's a great place. But more likely, what if God actually tells me I need to go talk to my neighbor? Right. What if he says, instead of me putting my head down and just driving into my garage and, and closing the garage door and just being at home, what if I say hello Mm -hmm. to the people that are across the street that desperately need Jesus, and, and I know mm -hmm. that, and I need to, or maybe I don't even know if they need Jesus. Those are the things that, that paralyze us. It's not some huge thing. No, it's not right? moving to Africa. You might say that it is, but the reality is it's, the, it's, it's what does he want you to say to your coworker that's been sitting in the office cubicle next to you forever, mm -hmm. and you, you know that he likes sports, but you don't know anything about his salvation or where's, where his eternity lies or where he is on his own spiritual journey. I will be done calls us into 
that reality of saying yes to the thing that God has called you to. And that's scary sometimes because it moves us out of our comfort zone. Absolutely. That, you don't want to be in your comfort zone. Yeah. Comfort zone is lukewarm. That's the place that God spits out. That's the place that God can't use lukewarm. Right? Better yeah. to be hot or cold. Yeah. I tell people all the time, they're like, well, that guy's atheist. Aren't you worried about it? No, man, I'd rather somebody be atheist than agnostic. Because if they're atheists, they're highly against God, really. Yeah. They've at least made up their mind. It's a lot easier to talk to that person about what I believe than somebody who's just like, eh, maybe. Yeah. You know? Indifferent. Exactly. Yeah. Someone that really doesn't care mm-hmm. one way or the other. They, that person. It's almost like a kid. Like I used to teach. I was, I was, I would rather have a kid that was like passionate about not wanting to do something than a kid that was just like, whatever. Absolutely. Whatever. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. And then you knew he wasn't going to do it. You're like, I can't do anything with that guy. Right. Because he's just, he's in auto, he's in neutral. <laughs> terrible. At least yeah. be in reverse or drive. Which, uh, you know, I think that prayer gets at the heart of our self-centeredness or our selfishness and becomes an act of surrender, which he talks about and how surrender is the place of true delight. And it's just hard for us to get our minds to that place. Yeah. To the place of true delight, true delight. of peace and joy and rest for our souls because we're thinking, how can that be peaceful? How can that be delightful? You know, what if he what if he does send me somewhere that is on my top ten list of places I don't want to go? You know, I I remember thinking Houston was not my on my top ten list places of to go. places to go. I, I would not have chosen Houston, and yet here I am here since 1990. God's like, <laughs> doing good. You're doing good. So uh, it, it is about surrender. That, the, the, this phrase, your will be done alone, is about surrender, and, and which is where he wants us all the time anyway. Right, and that's, that's really how this plays into our whole uh, growth as a disciple of Christ, right? Because this portion is giving up that control that we already really don't have, but we just think that we do and we cling to. And yes, yeah, yeah, it's and and surrendering. Surrendering is a is often in America is a dirty word. Yeah, right. To surrender to to let down your own yeah uh, desires and to to just to give into something else. That's a dirty word. But as a Christ follower, that's our that's our one of our main callings to die to self mm-hmm. to follow Christ and whatever his will is. Yeah. That's and that's that's hard for a lot of people cuz you talk to people who are like, "Yeah, I love Jesus. I follow, I believe in Jesus, but I'm doing what I want to do." That's right. I'm yeah, American independence all the way. That's a, that's dangerous. Cuz that's not that's not what Jesus called us to. And man, you know, yeah, may it lead you into some being taken advantage of every once in a while? Yeah. But you know what? That's okay, because you're secure in Christ. Mm-hmm. May, does it mean that maybe sometimes people are going to get away with something that, that you feel like they shouldn't? Yeah, but that's okay too, because change doesn't come through punishment. Change comes through mercy and grace shown to those people. Right? Those are the things that we need to be reminded of all the time when you're trying to give up the thing that you think you control anyway. And getting out of a self-centered mindset is to to say, I, I'm enough in Christ. In Christ, I have all that I need. I can let go of all the things that I think I need because in, in Christ, I have everything that I need. Right. That's the reality 
of, of a relationship with Jesus. And we, we have to cling to that. Because if we don't, we're going to constantly be spinning our wheels. Yeah. As trying to grow in our discipleship and our, as, our, as we move along our path in the spiritual journey. I will be done. Your will be done. I, I remember somebody saying, and it was probably a, a pastor, teacher, a long time ago, and I may have heard it through my dad who heard it from a pastor, teacher, that, you know, the two words that do not go together are Lord and no. <laughs> you don't call someone Lord and then say no when they ask you to go somewhere, do something, say something you know, be a friend to someone. Uh, you, you can't say Lord, which is master. Mm -hmm. And no. When I, you know, uh, when, when given an instruction. When I was coming up as a young coach, I was 22 years old, and we were getting ready for a track meet. And I was just a peon coach, right? <laughs> like I was the youngest guy there. I was brand new in coaching. Was this Lampasas? It's Lockhart, yes. Lockhart. Lockhart. I always get the I knew it was an L. Yeah. And one day we were getting ready for a track meet and this huge storm blew in. And it blew just a ton of leaves and junk and garbage all over the track. And the head track coach is he's looking around, he's like, We're we're probably gonna he they had asked the maintenance team to come out and blow off all the track. And and it looked, didn't look like they were gonna be able to do it. The meet was about to start and he's like, Hey, we may have to we may have to get out there and blow the track off, sweep the track off, and all those things. And for some reason, you look back, you're just so dumb. And for some reason, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's a horrible job. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, so if I told you to go sweep that track, would you tell me no? And I looked at him and I was like, for some reason, something came over me like, that, that would be the stupidest decision you could possibly, <laughs> if you said no, that's a, that's a bad decision. So at least I had a little judgment. And I looked at him and went, I'd probably say yes, but I wouldn't like it. <laughs> and he goes, hey, you don't have to like it. You're just gonna, you, you'll need to say yes and do it. Now, thankfully, I didn't have to go off the track. But, but from that moment, that was, a, that was a turning point in my life. It was small to say, who are you? Yeah. Right? Who are you? Who am I? Who are any of us to say no to God or to, to, to those of, who are above us right. in some respect mm -hmm. right that's silly and and you know that's a small thing but to say no to god which i don't how bold think is we that probably do outright right you're we, like maybe me. we just ignore yeah it's sure. kind of like the students you were talking about we're just like mm, which is worse i'm just not gonna respond. which is worse right i'm gonna think i'm gonna ignore i'm gonna pretend like i didn't hear I that i didn't hear that <laughs> that's like, I, I, I was telling somebody today in the gym about that, where I, I have these, every once in a while, those little nudges from God, those little whispers from God to say, hey, say this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I just let those pass yeah. instead of saying it. Right. Yeah. That was not the illustration. I was using an illustration with him as far as when I, the first time I ever got pulled over was the night uh, Evander Holyfield beat Mike Tyson for the first time. <laughs> Not that you're biting incident. I was the first say, one. Not that you're biting incident. Was that, was that when he lost a part I of got his pulled, ear? I got pulled over. And I heard on the radio right as the police officer was staying there, and, I, and this was not God. This was just, and then this is me. I heard my, my brain said, man, say something to that cop about this because he'll probably love it, and then you'll have a conversation, and you might get out of the ticket. <laughs> but I didn't. I was too scared. I should have said, dude, can you believe Holyfield beat Tyson? 
that would have been it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> but in, 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 in the realm of, and again, I was like 17 years old, so it, trust me, that was not a spiritual moment. It was not a nudge <laughs> by God. But we get those nudges from God all the time to say something to our neighbor or to, to do something that shows humility and service to others or just to say yes to God in whatever it is that he's prodding you to do. That is showing the your will be done mm-hmm. aspect. And too often we let those little whispers pass. Mm-hmm. And God whispers all the time to us. If you're a follower of him, he is whispering to you through his Holy Spirit all the time. But we have to be willing to listen and say yes when the time comes. And you'll be amazed, amazed. Because the times that I've done it, oh, you're always like, greatest. that was incredible. Greatest feeling in the world. But then for some reason, our anxiety and our fear and, and doubt and sinful nature and Satan jump in there and, and try to convince us that it's not the case. Yeah, it's true. When God's prodding you, man, he's behind it. He wants you. It doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's always going to turn out exactly as you think it's going to turn out, where you're the hero on top of the mountain. Everybody's like, look right. at that guy. Most of the time, no one's going to notice, except well, for the person that you, except for the whoever the one was that you were called to speak into. Yeah. That's and it's, difference. it's always, I think, the, the bargaining. I'm thinking back to Jesse's sermon mm-hmm. this last Sunday, and was it Ananias? That mm-hmm. he was talking Ananias, about. Yeah. Ananias, and Who the Lord ca- spoke to Ananias and said, hey, go to this house, and there's a man named Paul, and I've told him you're coming. <laughs> there's, yeah, a man named Saul who's been oh, killing right. a bunch of you guys. Yeah, and Ananias <laughs> bargained with God, I, I guess, in essence, hey, wait a minute, Lord, I've heard about this guy. He's, de- he's, he's dangerous. He's Why don't people. you just do whatever you need to do for him? <laughs> yeah. I'll you, stay over can't here. Can you use an angel? Can I throw something at him? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I imagine what it was like. We, we got the written text, which I, it was obviously exactly what happened. There had to be some side conversations yeah. that were happening. Like, you're gonna, dude, Ananias, you're going to do what? Uh, God told me I need to go talk to Saul. Well, I'll tell your family. You're not coming back, bro. That's right. And we're never going to have a better idea than what God has told us to do. We're not going to, hey, God, what if? And God's going to go, hey, I never you know thought what? about that. Genius. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> no, that's not... The only evidence that God's... We, we think much too highly of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Way too highly of ourselves. And there's no evidence in Scripture that where somebody had a better idea. No. And it worked out better than what God said. And God turned around and he went, Hey, man. Nux. That was a good call. <laughs> that, think, that's so silly to think about. <laughs> but yet, for some reason, we operate in a manner that, that looks that way. Yeah. Which is terrible. It's terrible. But... Yeah. We're focusing on that will be done. Now, we didn't have a lot of comments today, uh, so if you're still with us, I don't even know who's, how many people are here, but if you're still with us, Four. say hello, say howdy, and uh, I see. if you have a thought, we'd love to finish it out over the last five minutes. If you have a question, drop it in the comments. We will talk about it. We will, let me see if I can even pull up YouTube. Maybe everybody's over there. It, I, you know what? I get, I, get an, I get a lot of text messages. But I get an inordinate amount of text messages between 1210 and 1245 <laughs> every Tuesday, and I tell everybody, <laughs> Every week, hey, twelve ten to twelve forty-five. I'm doing a thing that I'm not going to check my phone. They don't care. All right, hold on. Let me pull it up. I had to get off of. <laughs> I had to get off of the Wi-Fi, and now it's there, and now it's live. And why cellular data is pretty slow right now. I don't know if I actually got capped. T-Mobile capped me or whatnot. Uh-oh. Because everything has been super slow lately, and I I did use it an ordinate amount when I went on a vacation. Oh, we have a new comment. Mark What's Kibner. up? What's up, Mark? Hi. Hello. 
We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody we'll else see you check tomorrow. in. No, no, no traditions. Yeah, check in. Say hello. Alice said hello. Mm-hmm. Was there anybody else? I know that I see other people. I'll tell you what, I know this is working. I just don't know why it's not popping up. We only have a couple more minutes. Oh, there, it is. Gonna, there we go. Oh, look, I got to turn it down. There you go. <laughs> you just got a what's up mark twice. All right. There's nobody on YouTube. You should go to YouTube. Look, it looks really good. I'm going to show you. Look, hold on. I'm turn it this way. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. If you, you know, if you're one of those that's every once in a while you're like, you know what? I need to get off Facebook. You can still go to YouTube <laughs> and connect with us there. All you have to do is search M1BC and YouTube will pop up with our page. You can subscribe to it. All of our live videos come up there and other videos that, that we broadcast. They are there. And wonderful. Exciting. Cool things happening in the world of social media and our church. On online streaming and things like that. We have it available. Listen, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to, or if you're just catching at the end of this, you want to go back and watch, please do so. But also, uh, we have a podcast. You can go back and check out that if you want to listen to other older episodes. Uh, It's easy to find. It's easy to connect with. And we would love for you to do so. But until then, we will see you next week for Session 5 of Teach Us to Pray. And we'll be praying for you. Have a great week. I got to pull it up. Where is it? Where are you? There it is. Bye, everybody.